Hello again, everyone. Thanks for checking into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Management Decisions. Here we dive into some topics related to the upper levels of management, including executives. Specifically for this episode, we're examining an area of concern in the world of business, CEO compensation. It appears to be a little problematic with some far-reaching and long-term effects on business. On the phone to discuss this, we have Bob Donnelly joining the show. Bob has held executive positions at IBM, Pfizer, and Exxon. He also currently coaches and counsels executives on career planning and has also developed one of the few MBA courses on personal branding as he's an educator over at St. Peter's University in New Jersey. Bob, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Good. I'm glad to have you on. Plenty of experience to uh, draw off of today. I guess, first of all, if you could give listeners an idea of uh, some of your personal experience you know, working with this subject, dealing with this topic a little bit. Okay, I've been studying and uh, CEO compensation issues for many years as an employee and as a commentator and as a journalist. So clearly, something that I mean, you've had interest in. Would you? I mean, what would? You, how would you describe it being an issue, or what's the biggest issue when we're talking about CEO compensation? I think the biggest issue is the injustice that's done to all the stakeholders by CEOs who are paid enormous amounts of money for mismanaging companies and then also receive a golden parachute Mm. on the way out. So when you're saying mismanaging companies, I guess, why is that happening? Or how does that lead to this, I don't know, really unfortunate circumstance where these CEOs are getting large compensation packages, as you mentioned? Well, the way it works, and from my point of view, the biggest issue is the arbitrary ways in which CEO compensation is developed and administered without any consideration or review or approval by the owners of the companies that they manage, who are basically the shareholders. Mm -hmm. The second major issue is is the collusion and collaboration between the board of directors and the CEO of most major companies, again, without any oversight by the shareholders. Sure. Now, I think this has been allowed to happen, you know, by uninterested shareholders that are advised by their brokers who are also interested in, you know, in collecting a commission and not necessarily with the best interests of their clients in mind. So you're seeing it as sort of the top level individuals, including, you know, people that are working for the organization, not looking out for the shareholders, not looking out for the best interests of the company. I mean, is that what you're seeing for the most part? Basically, I think that the CEOs are more interested in preserving and growing their compensation package then in serving the company's customers, and then eventually the companies, you know, will falter, mm-hmm. their share prices will fall, and their future's put in jeopardy. And I think if you study the average tenure of a CEO in major companies, it's only about five years. So what that means is that obviously there's a revolving door, mm-hmm. and so there must be a revolving door for a reason. Why do you think then it's important to get this information out there and, and not just for, you know, maybe CEOs or executives listening, but anyone at any level at these organizations? Why is it so important to talk about? Well, because what's happening is it's affecting society in general. It's affecting the employees. It's affecting the customers. It's affecting the shareholders. And it's affecting the communities in which they work. So to me, it's a sort of all-inclusive impact on everybody, all the stakeholders that are involved in any, you know, major corporation uh, in the United States. For those that are listening that maybe wouldn't quite understand how you're relating a CEO compensation package to affecting society or community, can you maybe break it down a little bit to give people a better understanding? Well, the first thing that happens is that 
the money that's being paid to the CEO, all right, is money that is being paid to the CEO to get a return on that salary, okay? And the return on that salary is based upon the growth and profitability of the company, which is then also based on satisfying customers mm -hmm. so that they continue to you know, want to use the company's products. And then consequently, it satisfies society in general because everyone is growing, everyone is pleased, and it seems to be the best thing in the world. So for example, you know, any well-run company uh, is actually supporting everybody associated with it, all the stakeholders. Right. So t to me, it's it's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. You you mentioned that you know the effects, positive and negative, something like this could have. Why does it keep happening? Why are people not being called out on it? Why isn't there accountability? I mean, what can you point to? I think the the, the major reason is that there's no penalty. In other words, the CEO continues to get paid. The board of directors continue to survive and get generous, uh, you know, board fees. And there's no oversight by the shareholders, the people who actually own the company. Mm -hmm. And likewise, there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of oversight, you know, by the government either. So it just seems to me that it's everybody supporting everybody else except, you know, the customer and the shareholder, and the community. Right. Well, let's talk about that briefly. As far as the shareholders go, is there anything they can do to voice you know, their concerns or to make any difference when it comes to this? Of course. They need to go to shareholder meetings, which most of them don't. Mm -hmm. They need to write to the board of directors, which most of them don't. They need to form their own lobbying group, if you know what I mean. We have social media these days. Right, right. So just like's going on in uh, you know the the uh, the Arab Spring, you know if all the shareholders were able to get together on social media and create a force, then I think that force would have an impact on the board of directors, and obviously the board of directors would pay more attention to you know what's going on with the CEO, and we would take a gigantic step forward. Right. You mentioned the idea of possibly government. Do you think it's a place where they should step in? Is it? A kind of, I don't know, tricky ground to move forward with? What would you say in regards to any sort of government intrusion or, or maybe some sort of, I don't know, some sort of help in any way? I mean, you brought, you brought up the idea of government, so I just want to kind of put it back in your court. Well, I think the government uh, should be the policeman, just like they are the policemen of the uh, stock market, mm -hmm. right? Sure. I think to some extent they can extend their policing activities, you know, to, to major corporations you know, by passing, you know, some legislation or by making it more of a uh, penalty, for example, to boards of directors, you know, who allow these kinds of things to happen. Right. Now, I want to give, I guess, some people a little perspective. Uh, you know, we're talking about these compensation packages or golden parachutes. What are some of the, I guess, more ridiculous deals you've seen more recently or ones that really stand out that might click in people's minds like, yeah, that, that just isn't right. That shouldn't be happening. Well, besides the situation at Duke Power, you know, where the CEO received $44 million for one day's worth of work, <laughs> some of the more recent classics are, you know, the CEO of Chase Bank, Jamie Dimon, uh, had no, uh, no idea whatsoever uh, that one of his employees was able to cost the bank about $2 billion in trading losses. Two billion with a B? Yeah. Wow. 
the decline of Sears and Kmart, you know, they were the they were the retailers uh, of the country for years and years and years mm-hmm. uh, under the current CEO, and he's still getting paid uh, handsomely. The most recent mess that this fellow Ron Johnson created in the five quarters that he was the CEO of J.C. Penney, okay, uh, the disaster at Hewlett Packard caused by a foreign CEO guy was from Germany, as a matter of fact, who knew nothing about the business he was put in charge of. Uh, another example is the mismanagement of Nokia by Stephen Elop. You know, he was a Canadian who was put in charge of a very conservative Finnish company uh, competing against American firms by, you know, run by entrepreneurial techie geniuses. And I guess the best of all was the CEO of BP uh, during the greatest oil spill in history in the Gulf of Mexico, who claimed, what do I have to do with that? And then he went on to say, oh, I'd like to get back to my life. So, I mean. <laughs> so, I, I guess, I mean, when you're going through some of this list and some of the, you know, comments you have about these people, are they just being, are they just not in the right position? Should they even be in these positions? Because it sounds like they sort of get into it, aren't sure what to do and then get out, but still get paid. I mean, is that the issue here as well? That's exactly the issue. The issue is that it's sort of like a, a good old boy network. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, some of these CEOs who've done these things actually have been recycled through uh, other companies and done the same thing again. So it it just doesn't appear as if the vetting process that should go on by the board of directors when they hire, you know, a new CEO to, you know, make the company be what it can be, isn't working you know, very, very uh, effectively. Or else some of these people would not have been put in the jobs that they were put in. So it it appears, again, that there's, you know, some kind of collusion going on in the upper echelons of uh, corporate America that caused these things to continue to happen. Now, some people listening might wonder, why do you, Bob Donnelly, care about this so much? You've written about it. You, You clearly have a strong opinion on it. Why does it matter to you? Why do you find it important to really talk about this issue? Because it affects me. It affects me as a, as, a, as a shareholder of some of these companies. It affects, you know, my family because of the, the damage that it, it, it does to not just my family, but to, to others. It, it distresses me that people who are relying and loyal, okay, to a brand, for example, are mistreated, all right, as if... Who cares? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. uh, We're going to run the business the way we want to run it and forget about the customers. Now, this guy, Ron Johnson, that ran J.C. Penney, I don't think he had a clue. He didn't have a clue. But he spent five quarters and, and destroyed the company. So that's why I'm concerned about it, because I think I think the impact it has, you know, on society and on the, on the image of the country and economically is uh, it's just unfair. For yourself, then, let's say you had the opportunity, you're going to be speaking in front of you know countless CEOs that maybe are going into positions where some of this might be happening, or it has happened, or you know you think it might be happening. What would your suggestion be? What would your statement be to try to help some sort of change or instill a different perspective on what's going on? What would be your you know what would be your presentation? Well. Uh... You know, there was a, a fellow named Peter Drucker, the guru of modern management. Sure. He said that the purpose of a company is to create a customer, and the role of the leader or the CEO is to grow the value of the customer. 
So if you take the $44 million paid to the one-day CEO, that meant that the money that was taken out of the company was not reinvested. And in all cases where the CEO's compensation has been excessive and their performance detrimental to the company, the following has happened. You know, customers were abused and they left. The share value declined. The worth of the company and the brand declined. The chance for recovery was put in jeopardy. The money paid to them as compensation and in the form of golden parachutes was wasted. And competitors quickly took advantage of the situation. Now, you know, I would explain that the impact of these things, you know, first of all, on the employees, you know, many employees lost their jobs. It blemished their careers. It impacted their family. And it made them wonder about corporate America, right? From the shareholder's point of view, you know, they lost equity in their investments in the company's stock. They told others about the situation. And to some extent, some of them took some action, you know, against the board of directors. So, I mean, the customers, everyone suffers, right? They're, from the customer's point of view, they, any warranties or guarantees they had were put in jeopardy. It caused them to wonder, what happened to this wonderful company I like so much? It caused them to switch to competitors, never to return. And it, they told others, you know, about the situation, and they deserted it as well. Well, Bob, I mean, I definitely appreciate your openness and your honesty with this subject. As a way to sort of wrap up our conversation, we'd like to give our guests the final 30 seconds as a takeaway. Any, anywhere you want to go with this, what would be your final statement regarding the idea of CEO compensation? Well, because the shareholders have not been able to get together to lobby their uh, legislatures to bring pressure on the boards of directors, you know, that they bear a responsibility, you know, for their CEO's actions, that's why it continues. So, if I would say the solutions is probably more control over board accountability, penalty for CEOs who are responsible for the loss of equity for their shareholders, uh, I think you could wind up with greater authority given to the uh, to board governance governance by the uh, you know the, the governance committee in the corporation. And I guess the last piece of advice I have is that you know shareholders need to be more involved in monitoring the performance of the company that they invest in. They need to attend corporate meetings of shareholders. Shareholders need to question the board when it comes up, becomes obvious that the company is not being managed in the best interest of all the stakeholders. And I, I think the best indicator of, uh, of what's happening, it comes from Wall Street. Wall Street analysts are the first to recognize and report on, quant on questionable practices. And their observations are usually the predictors of problems in the future. So I think it, it just requires everybody to pay a little bit more attention to uh, you know, to what they're doing with their money. I think that's a very fair point, and hopefully a show like this can help people be a little more aware. Unfortunately, we are going to have to wrap up this edition of Management Decisions here on LJN Radio. Once again, our guest has been Bob Donnelly. He's given us some great insight into the area of CEO compensation and possibly some of the issues that arise with these packages that we're seeing recently. Bob, thanks again for sharing your perspective with the listeners. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, you can actually check out more of Bob's insight uh, on some other subjects and two books he has written as well. One is Guidebook to Planning, A Common Sense Approach, and Personal Branding for Life. So you can check those out as well, get some more insights from Bob. We also want to hear from you, the listeners as well. Send us an email. Do it right now, actually. Give me something, a comment, a question, a critique. Send those to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I am Tim Yuma. We'll talk to you later.